Well, welcome to Local Matters. We are talking education matters today with two great folks from the College of Business at Tennessee Tech University. Dean Tom Payne. Tom, welcome back to the program. Thanks, Bob. Great to be here. Cheryl Montgomery, the Director of Program Development and and Engagement. And Cheryl, you've been on this show before, too, but it's been a while. It's been a while. Yes, it has, Dr. Bell. It's great to have you both. And uh, we've got a lot to talk about, uh, but some of our listeners may not know you, so why don't you tell us a little bit about where you grew up and uh, where you went to school and how you got here. Cheryl, and you be sure to mention Janet Reno while you're doing this. Oh, Dr. Bell, you always like to bring that up. Yes, well, I'm originally from Gainesboro, Tennessee, so I'm, I've been here in the Upper Cumberland, though, for the past uh, 14 years now, gosh, or maybe even 15 and I've been at Tech uh, for that length of time uh, in the College of Business. And prior to that, though, I did spend some time in Washington, D.C., where I was the director of uh, scheduling and briefing for Attorney General Janet Reno. And before that, had worked on the Clinton and Gore campaign and in the Clinton White House. Well, that kept you busy. And uh, you've been associated with the College of Business some time now. I sure have. And my heart really is at Tennessee Tech and within the College of Business. We have a great faculty in the College of Business, and it's just a pleasure to work with students every day. And Tom, you've... uh you now are considered a uh, a mature dean. You've been here more than two years. <laughs> well, depending on what you mean by that. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but uh, absolutely, it's been, uh, Bob, hard to believe, but uh, it'll be eight years it in, is in hard January. To it sure will. Yep. And uh, it's been a great eight years. And But you started in engineering as an I engineer, did, right? I sure did. And yes, my undergraduate degree is electrical engineering. I spent a few years with Texas Instruments as an integrated circuit designer and then with uh, Rockwell International more on the systems level as an engineer. And, and then, uh, you know, uh, as many engineers do, uh, I uh, went back to school and uh, got an MBA. And in the process of doing that, really, uh, uh, really found out how much I enjoyed finance, enjoyed research, I enjoyed teaching, had some opportunities to do that even at the company. And uh, so I found out what you have to do to continue doing that as a career. So uh, we uh, packed up and uh, after a few years of corporate life and and uh, sold the house, sold the car. Uh, we did keep the kids and moved back to <laughs> uh, to the University of Arkansas. Spent a few more years in the doctoral program there, and and the rest, as they say, is history. And just love it. Love the uh, uh, the vitality that goes along with academia. And uh, I tell you, this year, Dr. Bell, we've we've had a great crop of new freshmen. And and I can't isn't tell you. that exciting? It though, is too. exciting. And they're very, very happy to be back on campus, mm-hmm. live and in person all the way around. And, and they've uh, added a lot of energy uh, to our campus. So it's been, you know, a uh, one of our largest classes in history uh, That's coming right. in as yes. new freshmen. So, yeah. And I am, uh, as you say, uh, uh, I'm not sure if mature is the right word, but the uh, – <laughs> but. I've been in Tennessee now for 30 years. It's hard to believe. So you taught at UT Martin and UT Chattanooga. That's correct. And were uh, faculty and administration in some of those places before coming to the best place in the state, Tennessee Tech University. Exactly. I always tell folks that I feel like uh, Goldilocks. I've been in 
uh, East Tennessee and I've been in West Tennessee and now I'm in kind of upper Cumberland of middle Tennessee and it's just right. It's just right. That's a, <laughs> that's a great way to say it. Well, you mentioned the, uh, the enrollment. Tech has had a great freshman class come in this year, sort of across the board. How, how's the overall enrollment going, both graduate school and undergraduate it, in the it, business school? It's been very good. And it's an uh, interesting thing about this one, Bob, is that uh, we've had a lot of uh, volatility, not just at Tennessee Tech, but we've seen very high enrollments. And I know we'll talk a little bit more about this as we go along, uh, along in the program today. Uh, as folks, uh, as the uh, shutdown occurred due to the pandemic, uh, we saw a lot of folks uh, coming back to school at the graduate level. So we saw a spike uh, during the pandemic. Uh, really set records there in the in the uh, in the college for graduate enrollment. At the same time, undergraduate role enrollment was a struggle, and so uh, that offset kept our overall about the same. And now, as we have this large entering freshman class. That, too, has offset what has been a large graduating class for us. And so uh, we see that ebb and flow. And now that the, the job market is so good, you know, we're seeing, a, you know, it's still strong enrollment with, uh, with the MBA and the MAC degrees. But uh, folks, are, folks are employed and they're busy. So uh, it, we're it busy recruiting. It is amazing. And, and it's not just at Tech. Uh, when you look all over the state university system and the Tennessee Board of Regents system, the technology centers and the um, uh, community colleges, the college going rate is phenomenally down relative to yes. where it was 20 years ago, say. You know, and that's it may, and this may be a, a story of offsets, because as that has yeah. occurred, we found our retention rates really going up. Isn't that and, amazing? And, and I, I, I believe that that's a lot of what we're doing uh, at Tennessee Tech, yeah. a lot of what our faculty are doing. And our, our staff with uh, with all kinds of resources for students. So we've seen very high retention rates, and it's our goal to keep that keep that high and even move it up a little bit. And as we do that, you know, the other the other aspect is that I think those students that came in the last few years have kind of shown a lot of what you know what we uh, proudly refer to among our students as tenacity. They have a lot of stick to itiveness. And particularly to uh, show uh, that wherewithal during a pandemic, not only to come to college, but to but to stay there and do well. And it's been a challenge for students and faculty alike, hasn't it? It sure has. And staff. It, it has. Sure yeah. has, yes. Yeah, that uh, all new learning styles and new ways of teaching. It's it. We've learned some things from we this sure pandemic. Have. And we've accelerated some things uh, that, that were bound to happen uh, over the next few years, anyway, and so I think we've uh, we've kind of front loaded a lot of the things with learning that is uh, done in what we refer to as a hybrid fashion. That is, we believe uh, strongly that personal contact and that in-personal learning is very, very important. At the same time, we augment that by uh, the uh, the online resources that we have. So uh, those students not only get that personal attention and that in-person attention, but they can also draw on the resources of our technology and uh, those other things that they can access remotely if they're working and studying at night and all of those kinds of things as well. Well, that's great. Well, tell everybody about all the different options a student has in the College of Business. There are a bunch of majors, a bunch of career study areas inside the majors, and a bunch of graduate programs. 
There sure are. Uh, and one of the one of the things we wanted to talk about today was exactly that. And you know, it's it's interesting that we have what what folks might see as traditional majors uh, all throughout the college. So typically for a business degree, uh, you have a business degree and then you select within that degree a major. And so that may be accounting or finance or marketing, management, information technology. That's an area that's growing. And uh, economics, we have a new economics uh, bachelor's degree uh, that we just started a couple of years ago, and that uh, has a STEM focus. And so those students that are coming out of high school want to stay in the STEM areas. And so uh, uh, human resources underneath that management area, and we're now uh, generating a new focus area in supply chain management and, and reforming uh, that uh, uh, logistics and operations management area. So lots of opportunities within and across uh, our various majors uh, in the college. Well, and American business certainly learned about supply chain here during the pandemic. <laughs> sure and the supply chains just uh, didn't work. That's true. And, you know, the other thing that's kind of been disruptive with supply chain has been the HR supply chain. That, that supply chain that we, we, we do provide to our, uh, uh, our, our other customers, our students, of course, or those that we, uh, that we, uh, uh, that we take care of and, and view as, as a customer and, and as uh, folks that we, that we grow and, and develop. But at the same time, uh, those businesses and government organizations and uh, nonprofits and pro- other profits and small businesses that we serve are also our customers. And so as we do that, we're, the, we're part of that supply chain for them we are. in the HR area. Yeah, it's really funny. A university is, um, it is viewed in some ways as an end product producer uh, for business. Yes. And yet, from the student's perspective and mom and dad's perspective, they're customers for that same college of business. It it really is is a, a yang and a yang. It's sort it, of a it truly is, a, a and it's all across the university. You know, we we have so many uh, a diverse set of majors, and we like to think of it, um, uh, Bob, as 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 having uh, stackable credentials. You hear a lot of that in academia today, but I think a lot of our listeners. Uh, may not be familiar with with that uh, phrase, but really what that means is skill sets and putting skill sets on skill sets. On top of skill sets. Yes. Stacking them. Yeah. Stacking them. And those are the technical skills that you would expect, but also the uh, soft skills, which which turn out to be a little difficult. They're a little hard. And so communications and teamwork, the, problem the, solving. The soft ones may be the hardest <laughs> to acquire. You're right. Exactly. And some of these stackable skills, they, they may get some – skill sets from a college of applied technology or a community college and then stack a business degree on top of that. Absolutely right. And that's one of our uh, supply chain factors um, or elements of our supply chain. Not only those students that uh, we highly value that are coming out of high school, but also the students that uh, are equally valued that are coming from uh, community colleges and other other places, and and some that are returning to school, and Absolutely. we have ways to uh, uh, to help adult learners reconnect uh, with the university and develop skills, and that's that really is what it's all about. Well, there's just a lot going on, and uh, we're going to take a quick break, and then we're going to come back and talk about some of the fall events that are coming up that 
Keep the College of Business an exciting place. We'll be right back. What's so important about shopping with locally owned businesses? When you shop local, your hard-earned dollars stay here in the community, helping to benefit your friends and neighbors, local schools, roads, and all aspects of community life. But what happens to my money if I spend it online or at a national chain store? In most cases, the profits go far away, out of state, corporate headquarters, or even overseas. It doesn't take any extra effort to shop local. Office Mart on South Jefferson and Cookville is your locally owned office furniture and supply store. For over 35 years, they've been proud to serve businesses in the Upper Cumberland with quality and value. You get real customer service, too. And unlike shopping online, you can actually see and try out the large inventory of office furniture in their showroom. And when it's delivered, it's not a box on your step. They're glad to install and set up everything. Office Mart. There's no other locally owned office store in the region. South Jefferson Avenue across from Hardee's. Shop local at Office Mart. Welcome back to Local Matters. We are talking to Cheryl Montgomery and Tom Payne from the College of Business at Tennessee Tech University. And uh, we've talked generally about the college and some of the majors, but Cheryl, there's a lot of extracurricular things that go on in a college too. And you manage a lot of those as Director of Program Development and, and Engagement but talk about the things that are happening this fall. Oh, we have such a busy fall, Dr. Bell. We have three premier events slated to happen here at the end of October slash the beginning of November. Of course, there's homecoming, which will be on November 5th. And we in the college business always do a uh, reunion luncheon that will begin at 1130 on homecoming. This year, though, Dr. Bell, it's going to be a little different. In the past, we've had it inside Johnson Hall but as you may know, Johnson Hall's about to be renovated. We're going to talk about that in a minute, yes, but so we'll it's talk not going to be there for homecoming, is well, it? It is not. So we are moving homecoming to Tailgate Park this year. So people that would like to participate in the College of Business lunch and ambassador reunion, the College of Business ambassador reunion, they'll need to find our tent in Tailgate Park this year because Johnson Hall, it's just not a place for, to do our reunion anymore. Although we are going to be offering an opportunity for tours of Johnson Hall. So if people would like to see it for one last time, they're welcome to come on out uh, for homecoming and we'll give them a tour. And we should say Johnson Hall's not going down. It's just getting a major facelift and a major rework. That's exactly right. A $30 million major facelift. So we're pretty excited about that. Well, that's great. And you've also got some celebrities coming in this fall for the the uh, fall celebration. The College of Business Fall Celebration this year will feature the legendary Dick Vitale. So our basketball fans and sports fans will be really excited to participate in the fall celebration. It will be on October 27th. It will be at Delmonico Winery, and it promises to be a fun evening. Yeah, that's always an exciting evening. And uh, so as as this program goes on the air, it's just about time to call you and make those final arrangements, isn't it? It sure is. But they can, people can, we have a few tickets remaining, not very many, but a few tickets remaining. The cost to attend is $95, and they don't need to call me. They just need to go online, Tech dot edu forward slash business and then look for the events tab on our web page that's how they can go online and purchase a ticket advanced tickets will be necessary we don't we won't be doing anything at the door 
Well, it will be a sellout. There's no doubt. And it is a great party. But it's also just great to always see somebody there that has had a, a phenomenal career. And they always have some great advice for students and for all the rest of us that are in those those parties. They sure do. And that's what makes the event so special is the opportunity to meet and interact with our fine students. Uh, everybody will be have an opportunity to sit with our students and talk with them. So back to that employment piece, if people are interested in finding out what great students we have at Tennessee Tech, it sure is a great event to meet some wonderful business students that will be graduating and looking for employment. Well, that's great. Uh, an exciting one. And, and there's also an ag business breakfast coming up. Talk a little bit about that. And then, Tom, we may want to talk about some of the cooperation between the business school and the School of Agriculture at that point. Sure. Dr. David Cole will be here in the Upper Cumberland. Actually, people will have a chance to meet him if they come to the fall celebration. He's going to join us for the fall celebration, isn't he, Dean Payne? He certainly is. He's excited about that as well. He has another event in in Nashville that day. He's speaking in Nashville and and is coming over for the uh, fall celebration with uh, Dick Vitale and then staying around the next morning and speaking to our students and some of our community friends, alumni. Yes, so that event uh, will be at the Leslie Town Center. And it will be on Friday morning, October 28th, beginning at 730. Uh, Thanks to Farm Bureau and Farm Credit and the Highlands for helping us sponsor that event. You can register for that event as well by visiting our webpage again, tntech.edu forward slash business, going to the events page. And people can go online to buy a ticket for a morning breakfast. It's $20, but free for students. So that will be a, a really nice event. I'm excited to hear from Dr. Dave Cole. It really will be, uh, Cheryl, and and really excited to have, we're really excited to have Dr. Cole here. He is well known in the farm credit community and and, uh, in the economics community in general, Uh, gives a lot of uh, talks, presentations, and and, uh, and all uh, with uh, a lot of uh, business leaders across the country and, in fact, across the world. And so we're, we're privileged to have him that morning. He will be speaking on the global economy, the impact locally that the global economy wow. has, and for those that are involved in agriculture and agribusiness, he will be talking about the farm economy and uh, what uh, some of the impact of world events and uh, current economic uh, uh, situations, including inflation and what's been going on in Ukraine and all of those things, and tie those back to uh, to the economy. Uh, so we're taking a, a good early forward look into 2023. And boy, that's an exciting topic. Uh, If you think about the farm economy and uh, the comment we were talking earlier about supply chains, there's just so much of supply chain management in that farm economy that affects our foodstuffs, affects what's on the shelves at our grocery stores. And the farmer would say, and don't forget the costs of, of diesel fuel are going up and the cost of everything to run that farm and raise those crops is going up. So an exciting time to talk about those kind of events. So it, it's a good opportunity for uh, for a good breakfast and then also a conversation with Dr. Cole. And we'll have everyone out by, by 9 o'clock. Well, that's great. That's great. And uh, for both of you, we've we've already brought up the fact that the College of Business home base, Johnson Hall, 
is getting a major, major renovation. Tom, talk a little bit about what's going to change inside Johnson Hall. Yes, and in fact, I'll have uh, Cheryl ask her to talk a little bit about that as well. And uh, if you don't mind, just before we go to that, I neglected to mention the fact that uh, Dr. Cole will be here, but he will be uh, he will be here both on behalf of the College of Business, our uh, School of Agriculture and Human Ecology, as we have a partnership, uh, and it's a new partnership with ag and ag business. And so uh, we talked earlier about the stackable credentials, right? And one aspect of that is uh, is the fact that new freshmen will be able to come in. They can major in agriculture. They can ma- major in agribusiness. And they can also receive their MB- MBA in just two additional semesters. Wow. And so within five years, they can leave Tennessee Tech with a solid undergrad if they're interested in agriculture uh, with a degree and then also a graduate degree in business and really bring together all of those skills, those risk management skills and the jobs galore. The jobs really exist. No question. Out there. That's a phenomenal job market. It really is. And if they're interested in going to work for in ag lending, for example, if they're interested in working for farm credit, if they're interested in working for uh, uh, farm bureau, if they're interested in uh, corporate uh, employment with those companies that are that are heavily tractor involved supply in, company and others like that. John Deere, just yeah. you know, it goes on and on. It does. And look at the government agencies, USDA and others. And so great opportunity to blend in that that passion for agriculture and that interest in those skill sets with the skill sets of business as well. That's an exciting partnership and and it it is one that students will take advantage of. It'll be an exciting new career option within within tech. Well, those are, are really interesting topics. We're going to take another quick break, and then we're going to come back and circle back to some of those topics again. Welcome back to Local Matters. We are talking to Dean Tom Payne and Cheryl Montgomery from the College of Business Administration, and we were talking about a, a unique new program, new partnership that uh, the College of Business has with the, the School of Agriculture, where students can get, uh, in in essence, a baccalaureate degree and an MBA in an abbreviated period of time. But Cheryl, a lot of students come in today with a year or so under their belt already through dual credit, don't they? They really do. It's been amazing, uh, Dr. Bell, the number of students that we see in Johnson Hall right now that come in with those those hours from the either community colleges here of all state or um, from Tennessee Tech even that the high school students are participating in the dual credit programs whether they be English or math and when they come in with those hours it really does lessen their time you're going to be able to with the new um, ag business degree be able to graduate uh, in under five years with an MBA it's really exciting for students well it's it's um a phenomenal opportunity for them. My granddaughter did that at, at another university at Florida State, and it, it really just fast-tracked her into her major. And so um, it, it, it's great for students to be able to, to do that. Well, let, let's talk a little bit about after they finish that major and go out into the workforce. Tom, it, it just seems to me we've seen uh, – during the pandemic and immediately after it, we've just seen a sea change 
in the workforce, not not just the the college degree holders, but uh, those students, but also uh, uh, folks coming right out of high school or folks who are 40. The, the folks that want employment can find it just about anywhere, but employers cannot always find employees. What's going on in your opinion? Very true, very true. You know, and that's one of the things as we talked about this partnership with the College of Agriculture and Human Ecology and uh, Dean Smith, you know, we have we have talked about workforce hardly uh, any converse, in any conversation that we've had is how are we providing those relevant skills? How is Tennessee Tech providing those relevant skills for the for the workforce? You're absolutely right. There's been a lot of transition that has disrupted, as we talked about previously, supply chains and supply chains of, of labor. And we're recognizing the value of skills, uh, whether those skills are acquired through four-year degrees or whether they're acquired through certifications and, and different types of applied technology schools and things of that nature. That's what's making the, the workforce uh, of today different. Uh, than that of the past, that people are continuing to build their skills. That's why we, we make a big deal, because it is a big deal, of lifelong learning. And so what we've seen uh, lately, and as we said, had, has been accelerated somewhat by uh, COVID. It, it's kind of like uh, folks used to say about uh, about sports or football in particular, you know, football doesn't build character, it reveals character. <laughs> and I think a lot of our character <laughs> has been revealed the past few years. So as we go forward from here, uh, what we notice is this. We've seen with not just because of inflation, but certainly as part of it, we've seen dramatic increases in, in wages, not as much as inflation, sadly to say. But we've seen, um, according to the uh, Federal Reserve Bank of Atlanta's uh, wage tracker, we're seeing uh, those that are changing jobs they are getting increases of over 8%. Yeah. But the ones that are staying are getting increases of uh, over 5%. So we're seeing wage growth happen, albeit slower than inflation. Another phenomena that we've seen in this tight labor market is lower labor force participation rates. These are people who are actually working or are looking, actively looking for a job. And so we've seen that be sticky low. Yeah, uh, we, you know, a little bit of it came up here recently, but we're seeing labor force participation rates of about 62. Actually, this last month, it was 62.3 percent. Uh, this is lower than it was pre-pandemic. And and then we're seeing prime age. And here's here's kind of the bright spot. The prime age, sadly to say, uh, Dr. Bell, you and I no longer fit in. But uh, <laughs> hey, speak for yourself. <laughs> we're still doing it, aren't we? So, <laughs> so the prime age uh, that the, that group of workers, eighty-two point seven percent. How about that? So these are folks into their fifties and in their twenties and and up uh, who are who are working. So we've had we've got a strong prime age labor force participation that does compare with that of pre-pandemic. But but get this one. This this statistic's very interesting. We have 5 million people who are still out of the labor force that were in the labor force before the pandemic. One reason is that uh, the pandemic itself has caused a lot of folks to reflect on what's important, uh, family, uh, work-life balance. So we've seen people that have accelerated retirement. They've gone mm -hmm. ahead and retired a little sure. early. And so that explains part of this, that we've had folks drop out of the workforce 
that might have held on another three, four, five years. That's a big deal. And then we've seen a lot of friction, uh, what the economists call friction in, uh, in unemployment or employment. And, and what does that mean? That means that people are changing jobs. What, what we refer to as quit rates, we have more people quitting now than ever before, very elevated. It's come down a little bit in the last few months, but quit rates are, are historically high. And we've had, uh, for example, we had over 4 million quits in August. Uh, that dropped a little bit um, in uh, September but uh, and, and in, now into October. But uh, over 2.5% per month is where we are right now in quit rate. Now, that doesn't mean they're dropping out. That just means they, they may be changing. They may be dropping right. out. But one thing that quit rates does not include are retirements. And so we see both the retirement side, the quit rate side that is uh, invoking a little friction in the, in the system. And so between early retirements, child care is still an issue. Yes, it is. We are still looking for that service to come fully back. And so child care, you know, has, has uh, caused a little bit more of this sticky uh, not returning to work that we've seen. And frankly, some of that disruption around uh, schools that were closed for some period, not so much in Tennessee, but you look at what's happened across the country. Yes. And people have learned, uh, by the way, that they might be able to get by on a little less. Now Now that inflation has kicked back in, they're finding that that little less is becoming a little more, their expenses. So uh, we saw, and, and, and I'll just kind of leave you with this thought on this subject, but we saw historically high savings rates for a lot of reasons, because we had a lot of uh, stimulus uh, during the uh, pandemic. So we saw historically high savings rates, uh, over 15% during the pandemic. We found that as that stimulus came in, that folks, what they would do is they'd spend uh, about a third of it. They'd save about a third of it, and they'd pay off debt with about a third of it. Now we're finding, oh no, inflation came along, and now we're having to spend more. So you know what? Those savings rates have hit the floor. We're down to 3.5% on savings rates. So we're depleting savings. We see credit card debt rise again. Folks are just trying to cope with this inflation. And so uh, those are the, those are some of the things that uh, are affecting uh, our employment scene right now in the United States. So it's been a period of disruption, a period of reevaluation and reflection mm-hmm. uh, among our families and uh, people that uh, are finding that now uh, some have taken on another job. So we see uh, increases in uh, what we call the uh, the employer survey. Uh, numbers of jobs are increasing, but a lot of those are because people are taking on more than one job to cope with inflation. And it's interesting to sort of follow this across different sectors of the market here in the United States. But when you listen to BBC or any other international news, some of these challenges are pretty much international, too. But if you look here in this market, and you, I know a College of Business has a, uh, an, a, a health care option inside the MBA, uh, boy, you look at health care nurses have changed the employment dynamics associated with nursing has just changed phenomenally certainly has and as you know our nursing school just celebrated its 40th anniversary graduating thousands of nurses over the last 40 years 
and and uh, very good nurses, by the way, and and that job has become. It's rewarding, but it's very, very challenging. And so those folks uh, also, more education, more options, graduate degrees, uh, nurse practitioner degrees, also uh, doctorates in nursing no that, question. that we have at Tennessee Tech. No question. And, and those nurses, um, you know, you think of a nurse and you think of a hospital, but there are so many other options today, partly from the pandemic where you can do in-home nursing and online nursing and just a lot of different options. And they felt such pressure during the pandemic that many of them said, hey, I can go work for a doctor eight to five instead of being in ICU yes. on the midnight shift. It has it, it really has changed the dynamics there. It has. And we see that reflected in, in the uh, wages. They were a little slow to respond, but they did. And uh, you're absolutely right, whether that's outpatient or doctor's offices, some options uh, that do provide, again, uh, that work-life balance a little more. And so we see that uh, uh, we continue to have shortages in nursing or in education uh, with some, uh, particularly some areas of, uh, of high school teaching and at, at the uh, secondary level of schools as well. So we see that all across. And by the way, some of those quit rates they affect these industries. Sure, they do. And we saw quit rates, and it wouldn't be surprising to our to our listeners here that uh, in the uh, uh, leisure side of uh, of business, uh, hotels, restaurants, a lot of quit rates in that industry. The last Nashville year. really was challenged yes. to find those yes. kind of workers. And you see the signs everywhere, right? You do, you do. <laughs> well, listen, the, we have a million more things to talk about and absolutely no time so i'm going to ask you both to come back sometime in the next few months and we'll continue these cheryl we've got all kind of things to talk about with other extracurricular things that happen in the college but for now i want to thank you both for being here we'll look forward to getting you back on soon thank you dr bell we look forward to it thanks dr bell always a pleasure